What Bernard Lewis simplified as the crisis of Islam was naturally not perceived as such by all Muslims. The colonial experience varied hugely from place to place and elicited a wide range of sometimes mutually contradictory responses, from resistance through to total assimilation. The initial reaction was not, as we might expect, resistance to colonialism, but rather an attempt by Muslims to rediscover the essence of their own identity. So, particularly in the second half of the 19th century, fundamentalist movements emerged in various parts of the predominantly Muslim world, preaching a supposedly pure and uncorrupted Islam, which was based above all on scripture. In British India, it was the Deobandis, whose religious schools were supposed to protect Muslims from Western influences and lead them back to a strict, purest Islam. In Egypt, some young scholars at Cairo's famous Al-Azhar University formed a group propagating a very similar idea, a return to Islam as it was said to have existed during the lifetime of the Prophet Muhammad and his direct successors, the so-called pious forefathers, Salaf. Both movements, the Diobandis and the Salafists, emerged from contact with the West and its colonialism, but neither was explicitly political, to say nothing of revolutionary, at the outset. That changed in the first half of the twentieth century, with the launch of what must be the most significant Muslim organization in the world, the Muslim Brotherhood, in 1928. Its founder was Hassan al-Banna, 1906-1949, an Egyptian scholar from near the Suez Canal, where British domination was at its most obvious. Al-Banna came from a devout family, and from a young age considered the influence of Western ideas to be destructive— in his autobiography he wrote, After the First World War, and during my stay in Cairo, a tide of atheism and lewdness overtook Egypt. In the name of individual and intellectual freedom, it devastated religion and morality. Nothing could stop this storm. In response, Albana founded Islamic schools, charitable associations, hospitals and professional guilds, Every aspect of life in society was to be guided and permeated by Islam. His central idea and message, Islam is the answer, fell on fertile ground. A decade after it was founded, the organization had half a million members in Egypt. After another decade, there were supporters and subsidiaries in every country of the Arab world. The ultimate aim was not simply to end colonialism, but to abolish the secular judicial system and introduce Sharia, Islamic religious law. And this meant that the Muslim Brotherhood's activities, no matter how much they were initially focused on purely spiritual matters, eventually resulted in a political conflict.